Whoever says enough is lost. Whoever says enough is lost. These words were written by St. Augustine in the fourth century. He's not talking about seconds at Thanksgiving, but he's talking about that struggle that is an innate part of our discipleship path. Because discipleship is about following Jesus as a student and striving to put his, his teachings into practice more and more. And you gotta keep striving because the moment you stop moving forward, you begin falling backwards. Whoever says enough is lost. Today is Stewardship Sunday and we are wrapping up our series, Work in Progress. Until you get to heaven, you will be a work in progress. And as a parish, it's our job to help you and to help everyone in our community reach that destination. But we're not just interested in the destination because your journey is important too. As Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Following Jesus should make your life better today. Jesus' teachings aren't meant to be a mere garnish in your life. Jesus' teachings are meant to transform your life. And none of us walk this discipleship path alone. That's why we have family and friends and are part of a worldwide church of which Ascension Parish is our small part. Each of us play a role in encouraging and helping the people that God has placed around us. And I want to acknowledge a few people that are on the front line of this. Your Ascension Parish staff. Good. These folks, and I, we, I know so we have Richard in the back, these folks, some other folks, I think Caitlin's back there, some other folks that are, that are on our team, these people go above and beyond for you. They, sure, it's true, we do pay them. <laughs> but their work, <laughs> but their work is a ministry and a labor of love. They never say enough. Instead, they always ask, how can I do more? So to all the members of our staff, those that are here and those that aren't, aren't here, I want to say thank you, thank you. Does your giving keep the lights on? Does it enable me to eat? And does it support their families? Yes, of course it does. But more than that, your giving honors God, helps you grow spiritually, and furthers our mission to help people along the path to a better life through Jesus Christ. Giving to our parish and giving to the poor is more a spiritual issue than a financial one because there's only one place in the Bible where God says, try me. Malachi chapter three, verse 10. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse 
and thus put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an overflowing blessing. God is not outdone in generosity. If you trust God with a little bit of your money, you will know his blessings. And I'd say that is the surest investment you can make. As we head into uncertain economic times, I know that God has blessed many of us and placed some of us in a position where we can do more. If you can give at a higher level, I would love to see the impact that your giving could have in our parish family. Liturgically speaking, today is the last Sunday of ordinary time. Advent starts next week and we have, and we have Thanksgiving in between. When did that happen? <laughs> we'll be starting a new message series next week called Presence, God With Us, to help us get ready for Christmas. Sounds wild to say. To help us get ready for Christmas, we're gonna talk about how God is with us in the Eucharist and how God is with us in life. We're gonna draw some inspiration from a video series called Presence, which you can find on formed.org. If you've not heard of formed.org, formed.org is kind of like a Catholic Netflix. And because you are here today, we are giving you a free subscription to Formed. Uh, if you wanna learn about Formed or how to claim your free subscription, you can see Eleanor after Mass, and she'll give you these cards that have, the, um, that have the instructions. You say you're a parishioner here, and this is just a gift that we have for you. And I should also say, we found some exciting news last night. Eleanor just got engaged, so congratulations, Eleanor. <laughs> I think that's enough clapping for today. <laughs> Okay, on the last Sunday of Ordinary Time, the church celebrates the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of the universe. Our second reading, speaking of Jesus, said he is before all things, and in him all things are held together. Jesus has every aspect of your life in his hands. And to accept that, you need a lot of faith because there is a lot in life that we wish would be different. Like the evil and the suffering we see in the world and the evil and the suffering that we experience ourselves. But as we know, nothing is impossible for God and he makes peace by the blood of his cross. God's power is loving and mysterious and so it's only with the eyes of faith that we can see how his power is made perfect in weakness. In fact, we saw this starkly in today's gospel. It's the moment of crucifixion. Jesus is sneered and jeered at and he's mocked. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. But Jesus says nothing. On one side, there was a cr criminal being crucified who also reviled Jesus. But again, 
Jesus says nothing. And then on the other side, there was a criminal being crucified who admitted his crimes and looked at Jesus with all of the love and all of the repentance in the world. And he spoke to Jesus and really he prayed. He said the most beautiful prayer. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And I think that's perhaps one of the most powerful prayers we can ever pray. We should pray it when things aren't going our way. We should pray it when we've fallen into sin. And we should let those words always be on our lips. Because if we do, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom, we will hear the very words that he spoke to that thief. We heard Jesus say, this time he spoke, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. When I was in my last assignment in South Boston, one of our churches had a stained glass window that depicted this scene. Jesus was on the cross in the center and the repentant thief who was on his right had his face turned toward Jesus. But the unrepentant thief who was on the left had his face turned away from Jesus and so it wasn't even on the stained glass window. And I think this is an apt metaphor for our lives. If we turn toward Jesus, everything will be all right in the end. But if we turn away from Jesus, then nothing matters. If we turn toward Jesus, then everything will be all right in the end. But if we turn away from Jesus, then nothing matters. You could say the entire point of our ministry is to help people turn toward Jesus and then to never take their, their eyes off him. And if we turn toward Jesus, we begin to see things as Jesus sees them. And with that perspective, our lives begin to change because we see greater meaning and greater redemption in everything. In a few minutes, we will enter the offertory of the Mass and we'll bring forward our gifts of bread and wine as we usually do. But as a symbolic gesture, we're also going to bring forward the faith commitments that many of you have made already. And as we place them by the altar, we're going to ask God's abundant blessing on all the families who've made them. Someone asked me earlier, on, or last weekend, Father, have you made a faith commitment yet? And I had to say no. <laughs> but I have made mine now. <laughs> um, and for me it's important because I know that my giving to our parish both honors God and builds up the people that I love. When you invest in our parish financially as well as when you give to the poor, you honor God and grow spiritually. So thank you for investing in our family and on your discipleship path, keep in mind those words of St. Augustine. Whoever says enough 
is lost.